0: Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Unpublished Podcast. My name is Amy. I'm James. And today we have my literally the most best guest in the whole world, my dad. <laughs> um, this is Stephen Mcnee.
1: Well, you can call me Trevor or Thomas or Etches.
0: He's uh okay. I want to start this conversation off by I asked you before how should I refer to you? Do you want to be called a poet? Do you want to use some of your pen names like you have Etches, Penman, Thomas yeah. Poe? Like, and you immediately were like.
1: Well, that's the thing. If you're going to be talking to me as a poet, mm. maybe you should use Thomas or Etches. Yeah, because I don't, I don't write under my.
0: Do you mind having line. a label as poet?
1: I found it really interesting when we came back into Australia this year, knowing that there are going to be forms to fill out with occupation, <laughs> and I still couldn't bring myself to write poet yeah. on those forms. Yeah. Um, what do you is, have? You, you even had to
2: fill one out. No,
0: you? I have, and I've put writer. You have? Yeah, did it they, was fun. I took a picture. someone
2: question you? At- Immigration?
0: No, they didn't.
2: I always when I remember going into the UK as student, the UK people would always be like,
0: "Well, how are you bloody paying for your trip?" Oh yeah, 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 because you were. They didn't know how. Well, did you put writer or student?
2: No, I would put student. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but mm, yeah, well, the
1: problem with putting poet is you'd have to do something in rhyme. They'd stop you and go, well, okay, "All right, <laughs> prove I, it." I, yeah,
0: syncopate. <laughs> 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 and you also, I don't know if you associate as much with it, but I know you love to paint and watercolors mm-hmm. and. And mm. as an, more of a traditional artist as well,
1: yeah. So that's coming on its way back. I have a project at hand, nice. you know, to work on, but it's I'm not so rush. Lovely. To do that. But but that, that's interesting because to me it's also about tangible, art, cardboardy mm. stuff, uh, not just painting. So I love that. Ooh. Yeah. Excited. Mm-hmm.
0: So today I thought, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Um, I thought we could talk a lot, a lot about like what mm. it's like to uh, raise creative children. Mm. And also what it's like, what your creative journey has been as well. And also just the similarities in both of our journeys and mm. and what yep. we've meant to each other throughout our journeys. Yep. And James, you can be here as a witness of us both in it all. Okay, cool. Yeah? Mm. Do you want to start with some of those questions? That we got. Yeah, well, in?
2: I'm just curious because obviously Amy is probably the most creative person that I've met in person. Mm. She's, you know, overflowing with it basically, has to do it. It's like an urge. What was that like? Was she like that as a kid?
1: Oh, yeah. That's great, isn't it? I, I, I was thinking, what was it like bringing up Amo? Yes, it was. I can remember being young and I was just doing building work with a paintbrush. I don't know if you can remember this, Amo, but it was like you running down the front steps and you were in these cute little dungaree type things <laughs> just to paint. I mean, it was just beige paint on some timber, yeah? <laughs> you've got to do it. But you've got to do it. You've got to be involved. There's painting involved. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah.
0: I love um, that. And I remember writing from a young age mm, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, that,
1: and that's one of the ones that struck me that was when we'd first gone to to um, England to live mm. but standing at, like we'd been there two weeks and somehow you produced this book you'd been writing in and the story but I was stopped like I don't know if the rest of everybody was doing something but I was probably stopped 10 or 15 minutes just reading the story going who is this girl this story was not I, I don't know what were you eight or nine or something
0: is this save a save day the dog one
1: yeah yeah. I love that book still, yeah. exists. still, it's still
0: an excellent piece of work yeah. save a day the police dog yeah
1: but it was just, but it was, but just so articulate. It was sort of like there was this huge leap, and this that was the writing thing. Because I think before that, there'd been a lot of just that. You know, the house was always full of colours and mm. you know paintings, drawings. It so was always that sort of building up going on. But yeah. the, the, That piece of writing work was just I really did. I can, I could
2: probably take you to the street and the place now because it's just so. Whoa. Okay. Did yeah. you remember specifically encouraging Amy to be more creative when she was a kid, or was it a natural urge? Do you think?
1: Well, I think. This is where a lot of credit would have to go to Mooma um, in terms of she was... and she, Well, and she's an interesting one because I don't think she would necessarily say she's creative. And mm. It's just so not true. She's so creative. And as a school, young school, primary school teacher, like I remember when we were still dating, going to her classroom and just going, why didn't I have a teacher like this growing up? Because the whole class was just boom. You went from brown buildings outside into a classroom that was just alive. So mm. she was just so always encouraging you to be, you know, creative. just the opportunity. She always yeah. had pens and paper and stuff to give or whatever, you know, Play-Doh, whatever. There was always.
0: Uh, but yeah. I do remember a much more of a, I mean, yeah, mum was incredible. Like there was always an opportunity to create mm. with mum. But I I feel much, I felt much more emotionally supported by you in every mm. creative endeavour I, I went towards. And I have clear memories of you. I remember I used to play the oboe mm. and you were so determined that we all got the opportunity to play music because mm. you didn't was yeah. that what it
1: was yeah that's right so i don't want to paint my dad in a terrible light but it was you know no music sort mm. of thing and even mum who was a grade xx piano player had sold the her piano to buy venetian blinds and in, <laughs> and growing up um we were just it just was definitely not encouraged i would have been keen to play piano but it was uh, I, you know as an 11 year old trying to work out your world how that's going to happen isn't um yeah, mm. it wasn't gonna happen. But yeah, so I was very keen because I think, wow, that's probably a full podcast on itself. But but they, learning an instrument and playing an instrument is a different language, mm. um, and I just think it's yeah the ability to create that rhythms and rhymes of music is just yeah, yeah. it's a very thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, so. it's divine. Well, I often think yeah. about that with poetry. I mean, poetry is so similar to music because mm. it's prose with the rhythm element. Like, rhythm is the sort of secret source of poetry, right? And it's yeah. so much like music. And it, yeah.
1: No, no, well, it just yeah. it's just... I, I, I'm, I'm laughing, and Amy's laughing because she's read so much. But the problem is, when I write poetry, I always... In my head, it's there's a rhyme, there's a rhythm, or there's a, a beat. You know, something yeah. is coming out in it. But, you know, if you're going to read it, you're not going to be probably hearing that rhyme because it's not the
2: classic, you know. Yeah, m- but there's a... Even just to the way that the words bounce and... Mm-hmm. There's all, there's a sort of
0: there's definitely rhythm to your yeah. poetry. It's just like a special that's Stevie think, rhythm.
2: Oh, it always annoys me so much when people go, "Oh, that's not poetry. It doesn't rhyme." <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like that's just rhyme is just sentence. the simplest way to yeah. mm. get rhythm. It's it's just like a it's like a cheat code for rhythm. Whereas mm. there are many so many other ways to achieve rhythm in a Yeah,
1: product. and I think the language is so broad the, the problem with that is you immediately discount um you know so whenever if you want you can go and look up the rhyming words and you can build it but you cheapen what's going to be said you, you narrow it thin it down i think if you just use that classic yeah. um that classic rhyme that
2: you learn in third or fourth class i guess for sure yeah
0: mm. Mm. and I,
2: I think i want to talk a bit a little bit more about you know amy or, or Re- mm. well, what did you have a specific philosophy? behind creativity with kids or did you did you make any conscious efforts to really think I, I want to make sure my kids are, are creative or
1: I think part of it was definitely well I think you know for those of you out there who you know are just thinking about having children one is <laughs> you need to know how quickly they're people like I thought as a naive bloke mm. oh yeah when they're four or five they'll start turning a paper conversation but I mean, to me, at six months, all of a sudden they turn into a little person, mm. not communicating. But then, by two, you've got this person who is, and you start to see already some of the things that they loved. And so, to me, it was who is. It was always about who is this person? What what are they? I mean, not. I don't think I use the word person, but who is Amy? Who is Johnny? Mm. What do they want to do? And and it was you're trying to be in front of the to feed that sort of thing yeah. in and be God. And you know, I think. I don't know about you, you know, i've got it wrong because i thought he was going to be more computer programming and it wasn't that at all yeah. it was creative using digital stuff i think is where he ended up but yeah. it was always trying to just be in front of gears and i think for education yeah and you know as amo knows i hated my um education at bar fourth class um
0: <laughs> great yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but i but but what that meant was i was desperate for what i tend to refer to as just breadth so that if there was sport there was music there was you know serious teachers that you know had loved their subjects and mm. uh, so that there was a choice there but but so that hopefully by the time you got to the end of school and made next choices you'd had experienced touch points of different things in a in a great environment yeah, yeah.
0: i always felt like breadth was a was a really big part of of growing mm. up and i felt mm. like i had i mean i did so many different things and obviously mm. at the end of my schooling i i really was drawn to drama mm. um but i felt so supported in that i mean mm. like the amount of rehearsals and like, i was mm. doing three plays at once a lot of the time and like yeah. was so, and you know all the things you had to watch like I, I you know it's amazing to me looking at the journey that i've had mm. creatively how much shame and how much guilt and how much pain there's been despite the fact that both of my parents backed me so mm. hard in all my creative endeavors
2: yeah. <laughs> i think it shows how much pressure that comes from society in general right yeah mm. it's not yeah yeah, I, I guess it's skipping forward a little Sorry. bit. No, I, I want to skip forward a little bit here, but watching Amy w- want to pursue a life where she was a full time creative, mm. did that make you worried or nervous about her? Or did you. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Um, but it's just, it's exactly what you just said, James, about there's so much pressure in society. And having lived overseas, I never realized it, but you come back to Australia and you realize how everything is vocationally driven and it is very. You know by 14, you're supposed to have decided somehow miraculously what you're going to be, and then you're supposed to re- pursue that relentlessly. And it's got to be something that's going to make you lots of money, so you get the, the house and the beamer and whatever else that mm. you're supposed to want. So, doing anything creative, whereas I think it, it, it gets praise in Oz, is it doesn't there's some sort of falsehood or something to some of that in terms of what the expectations were. So, but in terms of for AMO doing creative, no, no, so one part of me is just. Yes, go go. It's absolutely that's just fantastic. But so I mean, again, stepping into back to some of our philosophy. Philosophy. Mm. Anyway, what we thought was right for growing up is uh, we're trying to deliver a, an adult at the end of this, someone mm. who is self-supporting. So the one of the things that was painful as an adult is you keep going. You want to do? You want to step in and attempt to rescue? Mm. And it's like, no, you've got to stay out so that, that to me was one of the painful seeing Amo step in there. Go. that's right that's the journey but it's the journey for Amo and other people when pursuing things in creative you've got to take on your own mm. and we can applaud and be there for different times and things but you can't if you, you try and rescue that process you're going to break the process exactly I mean, yeah
0: mm. i really i really mm. am so grateful for the i, I always felt your presence especially mm. during like real dark times when i was unemployed mm. or waitressing and mm. i was just so miserable and i just mm. all i wanted to do was be writing full-time and i was just mm. so depressed i was so low mm. and i felt your presence but you never intervened and if i think if, you're right if you had intervened like there was a process i was moving through and i had to move through it yeah. and it was really dark at times and i was really mm. challenging at times, mm. but it made me who I am now. And it's mm. interesting, like if you had rescued me
1: yeah. fully, yeah, well, I would I be I, here? Yeah, that boss at one particular cafe, I did
0: want to. What is it? Shirt front him? Shirt front. <laughs> <laughs> George, George from Lorella. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that guy deserved a shirt fronting. Yeah.
2: I think yeah. he probably shirt fronted himself in the in the in the long
0: run. Term. Yeah, but.
1: Yeah, and and I think it's also hard because, you know, it was drama, it's writing. So you're watching also the changes. What is it that's the right thing? And, you know,
0: Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, because I wanted to act for a really long time and I I still love acting. I think when I look into it, it's a it's a thirst for storytelling. Mm. I wanted to tell stories. Yep. And yeah, that shift again. I don't know. Mm. Did you feel safer with me wanting to be a writer than an actor? I felt safer. Yeah, that's
1: interesting, isn't it? In some regards, yes. and and But, you know, and the press has revealed why I feel like that mm. over the last few years, hasn't it? Because I think acting had a lot of nefarious characters in it mm. and, that, you know, that's come out. So it may be a safer place
0: yeah.
1: Um, going forward. But I also think there's something about acting because it's so present in our media today. That was a falsehood and it was always my worry. Not that I would say I had any evidence from you, but that it's... It's somehow a dream set up by society to be right, acting. Yeah. yeah, and I, then then I've become something, yeah, like not being an actor, but oh, now I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. some sort of star, oh, was, yeah, yeah, and that was always well, it's attractive, but it's not real, yeah, yeah, interesting,
2: yeah, mm. yeah. yeah I, I really, I mean, I didn't really know you too much when you were real. I mean, I guess for the first couple of years you were really into the acting thing, but then I feel like once you moved to university, I really. S- saw you as someone who wanted to be a writer
0: Mm. Mm. it was a very quick change and i didn't really grieve it either Mm. and i used to i've got all my journals from my past being like if i ever give up my acting dream i'll be so disappointed in you like signed, Mm. 16 year old amy (laughs) (laughs) and i don't feel sad about it
2: no i should be proud of you yeah of
0: course like i feel like i just Mm. i felt called to storytelling and when i moved to uni i don't know if i just had more of an acquaintance with words or something i was writing a lot more Mm. i just was like, no, this is... It was, I don't even know what happened. It feels kind of, like, otherworldly.
2: Yeah. I, I, I don't want to, you know, linger on this too long, but do you think, you know, if Amy had really wanted to be an accountant, you would have found that easier?
1: Oh. Oh, that is a really <laughs> cracker question. Wow. Okay. Um, no, if Amy had wanted to be an accountant, I'd have been more worried. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Absolutely. It would have been okay. We can help you on this one. Okay, way
2: imagine she's good at maths. as well. <laughs> Mm. It would help. Maybe a lawyer then, or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, accounting's not maths is my my problem. Right. Mm. Sorry, we don't, math, know. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but no, no, absolutely no. If if Amo had been showing, you know, skills in different areas, absolutely would be whatever you know, try to nurture what that looks like. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think one of the things is always there's always a worry for me. There's a difference between something you you love, something you're good at, and, and what direction you go. And there's and that's a complex you know, recipe in terms of things. So as you're growing up, there are things that you're really good at and things you really love, but you don't necessarily want to... They're not necessarily clear indicators of what you should be doing or what you actually want to do for your life. So some things are better kept on the side that you just enjoy occasionally sort Mm. of thing rather than becoming the focus. Mm. Yeah. Um,
2: Is that is that... Did you feel like with your poetry and your art, did you feel like you were happy to keep them on the side or do you feel like you would have preferred to... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely. To ask the big questions.
1: Yeah. I no, it was my career. I mean, this is interesting, isn't it? But my career choices were definitely a mistake. But 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 shaped by you know school and everything that said you. Were, my one of my problems is. I'm a. I am generally whatever the character types a generalist, yeah? Yeah. a mediator type person, and so I'm really. I can really set my mind to lots of different things. Mm. So with some kids, I can, and I still don't really understand it. But some you know kids were just always in love with a rock band, and then in love with a certain role, and just a hundred percent driven to that. And mm-hmm. I look always looked on and go, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting in itself. So it, I, I think the thing is for me, I went to university in the end to do. Uh, well, I went to do economics because I liked economics. still mm-hmm. do. Um, but the only thing you could do at the time was work for the government, and I didn't want to work for the government. So I ended up doing accounting. But I didn't even know how long the course was. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's seriously eight weeks And I went, oh, how long is this course for? I have no idea. Just absolutely away. But, but, but I, should have, I should have been doing um, something creative. I've actually sat down with someone and worked out what did I Want to do that, that's you know definitely you know it should have been landscape gardening or something yeah yeah like that, but um, you know I bumbled my way through accounting. Mm. Um, I, I don't know what I don't mind management accounting that sort of decision making getting involved in producing something that's the thing. Um, so there are some skills that I had there, but and, you know it was a lot of it was turned out to some good fun in different places. It, it enabled us, you know there's good sides for that, but it doesn't you know. I'm exhausted by it now.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Yeah.
1: I really, you know, I was helping someone last year and I've had to give it away. I just can't pick up a pen to do accounting like that yeah. anymore. It's it's done. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah I, I mean, I know what you mean. Like I've never felt like I have a hundred percent, like I have to do this one thing. Mm. Like even with mm. writing, like I really enjoy it, but it's like a, mm. it's more of a, it's an interest, right? It's mm. not like a burning passion. Yeah. Mm. It's like something I really fu- brings me peace and joy and, yeah. um, I, I feel like, like you, you've
0: often said over time that so you are again. You're quite good at a lot of different things. Well, I'm and, like yeah.
2: yeah, I'm like 70 percent into yeah, five
0: many six different, different things. things. Yeah. yeah, I think um, k- kids particularly who are who are like that often just completely overlooked. Mm. Who don't have the burning passion, mm. who aren't the creative one, and perhaps are just given less I attention think, like, and choices
2: know, in Australian schools where. Well, I feel like it, uh, where we were at school, it was like you if you were top, top, top of the class or bottom, bottom, bottom of the class, mm. you got the most attention. Everyone else was just in the middle. Mm. And like to be top, top, top of the class, really, you have to have a drive and a why to be there, right? Like mm. otherwise, why, would mm. you, why are you memorizing yeah. all this boring crap? Yeah. So, are, you,
0: are you insulting me?
2: <laughs> I mean, you liked the applause. I did. I attention. You liked getting up on speech night and having your little, uh, my little first moment. in drama yeah. award or something, right? Uh, That's not only something that ever really appealed to me too much. Yeah.
0: So, it's interesting. It's interesting how schools shape our creative yeah. spaces. How would your schooling have impacted your creative journey?
1: Well, I mean, so I'm really thankful. So, because, and I, and I again, I think because I only unboxed my school reports that Mother had diligently kept for all my years. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but there was one teacher in primary school, Mr. Capstick, C A P S T I C K, who was, you know, the classic bearded wonderful art teacher who was clearly remote from the rest of the staff because he had a different view on the world and and he allowed us enormous freedom to just go and do what we wanted Um, and so which is so different to the way school is which is not in do 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 out there's a product we're Mm. going to market whereas to be going okay Two weeks on oil painting. I mean, goodness me, I don't do would either even consider that for primary school kids now. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Here's a palette knife and it's just playing and just it was amazing and just so and boy oh boy, so that was a couple of hours every Friday. See that's stuck in the brain, didn't that's it? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And that was absolute highlight of the week. So and from that I mean and this is where so there's some grief but you know, but was the fact that some of like my art were then toured Australia as you know part of that so i know there was some good stuff capable Mm. at point that point, and now coming back to art all these years later is difficult because there's that little voice that wants to say hey you should have persisted with this you're too late to come back to some of this now and
2: yeah i mean that's something i wanted to touch on as well it's like people often think oh it's too late it's too Mm -hmm. too late too late when really it's if you think about it like it doesn't it doesn't take that long to actually get into the groove of things, right? Like, mm. once once you come back to your art, I always feel like... Mm. You feel like, oh, I've taken X amount of time off. Like, oh, I'm not really a writer anymore. But then you come back to it and you're like, oh, wait, no, I can... S- I don't know, to me, it feels like I can step back into it. Oh, you got a little tick on your arm there, Ames? Oh,
0: thank you.
2: Um, I feel like it's never too late, like, right? Like, and there's sort of a weird time shift that happens where you go, all that time kind of falls away when you're in the craft, all the time that you wasted in inverted commas falls away. And you're like, you're just there in the moment doing it.
1: Yeah, I like Absolutely. I think that's really well said, James. I think that is so true when you're actually sitting down, when I'm sitting down writing. Yeah. Mm. The idea that there's been a huge gap in this disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, part of the journey for this is, you know, you know, I need to engage with the people and get that my art uh, out there, yeah. and that's where the voice I think still for me is much bigger. It's still
0: yeah. what's that internal narrative say?
1: Well, I, there's, I think it's a, a ridiculing sort of voice. that You know, you've got to be kidding. After all this time, you mm. think you, what you've got to say or what, what you're producing is of value? Mm. Value? Mm. Yeah, mm. I think so. Um, but, again, but again, so I've been writing every day since 1st of April, so every morning. Um, so I've been working on things, I think you, I said to you, Amy, I'm on emotions, so yeah. I have, a, I have a, over 400 words of emotions, so pick a word and write every, every morning on that. And the really nice thing is that that voice has, as I've kept going, has got less and less and less. Oh, and, that's
0: so interesting. Yeah. It's just like by proving to yourself that you show up, you do. I I think that's got some real value to it. Like I think our that internal voice, all that real negative stuff, is so much stronger when we're not in that consistent practice. It's yeah. really interesting that it's faded away.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and 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 maybe because well, it's also interesting because I start to enjoy some of what I've written. You know, I mean, you've got. To, mm. I mean, what you said um, some months ago, I read some one of your podcast or whatever but about producing the shit art and I think you got yeah. into some shit over saying that but, <laughs> but I found it really helpful because some of what I write you know I, I would I can never tell on the date but a few days later or a, week, a couple of weeks later I go back to review it I don't punctuate normally until I review I love that yeah so I come back and do the punctuation so I know okay this is then a review. but some of it you go oh my stars what was I thinking because it's just there may be great ideas in it but some of it's just it just doesn't fit you know make wow mm. particularly i think when you're in the edit mode i go okay how would someone else read that does this make sense to someone coming back to it mm. and and i'll look and go yeah it just you knew what i know what you're trying to say but no one <laughs> else didn't get going, that <laughs> no one's gonna get that we need to work it. And, and particularly when you know i've done it you know on an emotion so you know yeah. it's okay do i do i know what apathy is yeah. after i've read this Yeah, but but I think generally it might be just need to grab a piece and it needs rework or something.
0: But that's I mean I mean for me the one of the biggest breakthroughs was this you know you are going to make bad work and it really isn't a it doesn't need to be made a big thing of you know your inner critic can't grab hold of it and be like well this is why you shouldn't create because it's just such a mandatory part of what of what we do for me it's been so healing and I think for a lot of other people it's been really healing and I'm glad it Mm. resonated with you. Mm. Hmm it's yeah. big
2: yeah it's big uh, I want to talk um, uh, a little bit more about going back to the generations about mm. when you were growing up I mean mm. I feel like we feel like oh it's maybe like, maybe sometimes we think it's a unique problem or it's a modern problem mm. not to be able to make art That some, for some reason capitalism has only existed since 1992 <laughs> but um, I mean, just what, what was it like for you growing up
1: well yeah see interesting you mentioned capitalism I do think so my parents came out of a generation of so they would have been you know right after the depression and through the war and their their parents went through it so there was some of that drive to make sure you have a living is i think where they came from was absolutely valid Mm. um, because life had been through so many uncertainties and so it was about trying to build a place of certainty um see yeah growing up was interesting i think in terms of Well, for me, in terms of you know, I would say my my mum said about my art when I was painting, "You're you're just going to be an average painter." No. Yeah, and it's it's just fun, and it's because I can. I know that one
0: really stung. Yeah. But I just think the it's really interesting. I'd prefer to to have said that I was crap. Oh my god! There's no more insulting thing to be told that you are than you're average. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: and and it's sort of I guess one of those things is a kid you go. Well, that was out of the blue, you know? You, <laughs> yeah, I wonder oh, where she
0: was coming from with that in her own, you know, world.
1: Yeah, because at one level she may have been trying to defend me. Don't worry, it's not going well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but the other thing was, I think there was always this bent, well, you, and now you need to move on to something serious. You know, serious yeah, serious. Mm. Know, yeah. Did you tip it up a bit?
0: Sorry. Did you yeah. at any point in your childhood, in school, or even at uni, think, I would like to do creative stuff full-time or was it you always so deviated away from it through culture through school through parents that you never even crossed your mind
1: um i think the only thing was because i was absolutely love growing things plants but Mm. it wasn't that was you know I think partly the problem for the schooling and, and you know, I don't know how much has changed, but there's so much you had to learn by rote, which I always I just loathe. I I like to know why and the background and get interesting things rather than being, yeah, well now learn these twelve facts. So mm. you know, the biology of plants was never gonna be great, although I have learnt a lot more names. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so so I, the ability to choose that was I I would have only taken a nudge, I think, Mm. from someone. If anyone in my family had had just gently, you know, adult aunts, uncles or anything, it just pushed me that way, I think I would have gone that way. Mm. But there was this big expectation, which hopefully now we question, you know, more, but it was, you know, so, you know, finish school, go and get some further education, you will now marry your girlfriend, Mm. you will have children, you will provide for them. And that providing thing was really big, that your job as a man was going to be to provide for a wife and children. I mean, I don't remember what class that was in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe every class, subtly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But somewhere it was written, you, so only realising. And some of that is good. I'm not just saying it's all bad. But it mm. was, But because it's unwritten, it, it, yeah. Yeah, that's what's bad. bad it's an, bad, bad. An, an
0: invisible script that's playing in the mind of yeah. so many and that mm. would be deviating everyone mm. from their, what they wanted to do if they wanted to be creative. Because mm. yeah. creative just wasn't a stable and it still isn't. They still say that's it's not a stable way to make money. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's certainly the path to get there is not anywhere near as clear as the path to get to. Yeah, there's no regulate. clear path yeah.
0: to be a creative. Mm.
2: It's not easy. We often talk about the metaphor of being in a dark forest with a, just a, a small mm. lamp. Mm. And only be able to really see a few steps in front of you yeah mm.
1: <laughs> that's I what like it that. felt and like it could be
2: something one this is probably something wonderful that you're walking towards but it just seems like you're just still going through the dark forest and even when you come across okay. something amazing it's like well we're still in the dark forest aren't we just yep. there's no path. there's no clear we, we don't know what our path is from here right mm. like mm. we're just stumbling on yeah and it's kind of wonderful if you embrace it but yeah mm, but you
0: have to lean into it
2: yeah and
0: mm when we've been when we've grown up with this idea that we're the provider or that we're the stable one like it's hard I guess to just suddenly be in the dark mm. I don't know
1: mm. no I really like that because I think one of the the real trouble with art to me and art and making money out of it is those concepts don't really well it doesn't work that way because the way it work works is like, I'm now going to do this job for you contract for it and we both agree and it's all done mm. well, well if if you, you can do that with some art i'm sure but for a lot if you're going to be actually creative you can't just be pandering to a particular audience because yeah. they're not the creative one you are yeah yeah um and so it needs to be you know it needs to be i think well to me what comes out of a more spiritual journey mm. out of you about who you are and what's creative if that's appreciated and people love and pay for well, that's another that's great yeah that's great but that's if you, I, I, yeah, I don't think. Well, you can force that, yeah, mm, because I think then you're going to stymie the creativity itself.
0: Yeah. So, you, you if there was pressure for you to make money with your art, do you think it would just collapse under that? Well, so
1: at the moment, I would be. You know, I, I do actually receive a poet. A, Poem a day, you know, in my email. Because yeah, yeah. I've always been hesitant to read because I don't want to copy the art. Yeah, yeah. So I can go out, but if I was going to make money, I would go out and look at all the ones that have been successful and now mm-hmm. I will mimic those and mm-hmm. make that material. No, that would be creative to a sense, but it wouldn't be um, you. Yeah, it wouldn't be me. It yeah. would be me copying yeah interesting. Else,
0: yeah. yeah, I talk about that with a lot of artists mm. and, and we've spoken about this before dad like uh, particularly poets I find love to have uh, like a vacuum where they create mm. so they're not influenced by anybody mm. else's poetry I think it's really interesting mm. and then you know again as it like literally as you just said and if you uh, do the vulnerable and generous thing of sharing it and it resonates great because mm. that's mm. you just shared something so true and so you mm. rather than going out there and trying to piece yourself into mm. what you think may be able to connect mm. and trying to hammer yourself into something mm. m- financially beneficial.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do, do you mind if I jump back about three steps and just ask a question that's just popped back into my all brain? All right, you interview no, us. No. So yeah, if, would there be something in your younger life, so mm. this is for all the parents out there, mm. um, that you would say, could have been better for helping you grow up as a creative?
0: Hmm. You know, for me, when I look at the shame and the, the mm. stories that I, I really struggled with, which were, you know, I'm foolish or I'm childlike to be pursuing <laughs> creative, my creative life, mm. like I felt so foolish and I felt like I wasn't a grown up adult because I knew what I wanted. I wanted to tell stories and I wanted to write mm. and I wanted to work for myself. Mm. Um, And I didn't want to be beholden to anyone. I just wanted to make art. And I felt so fucking dumb for wanting to do that. I felt so... I just... I can't believe how many shame stories came from that. But... And that was my biggest roadblock so far. And I can't... And I don't see any of that stemming from you or mum. Because I've always felt supported by you. Even, you know, when you were not living in this country. Even from afar. Um, Ah. What about you with your parents?
2: I mean, I don't think my parents they we were so agnostic about what i did like i don't mm. think they really cared, <laughs> either way except yeah so i don't know
0: it's a big question it is a
2: big question yeah. i don't know what I, I really feel like i didn't really have the um my parents were so hands-off in so many ways like in they, way, they, they yeah. were just it was like if i'd wanted to if i wanted to be a writer they're like sure like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah, like no support, but no not support either. I mean, like support in, a, in that they implicitly support me in whatever yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. But nothing that was like, okay, great. Well, now we're going to go out and get you, like, you know, I don't know, yeah, involved like, in a writer's group you know, or like, stuff yeah, like you yeah. know, it was just like, oh, cool. If you want to do that, that's fine. Like, yeah.
0: I think because I was such a rebellious and, and stubborn, and I still am. Mm creator i don't think you could have been any more hands-on because i would have said no stay away from me <laughs> yeah yeah, no, yeah. That's, okay mm. well that's, that's, that's
1: a good point because for me i i think there are numerous moments where i feel like i was going to push harder or not and yeah I, I think no i think i'll just step back because yeah of knowing that and I, you know you say it's you but i think it's all of us in some ways and particularly when you're going through later teens and up till 24 or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> Maybe but no, no, but 29. It, but but yeah. if someone, someone you know, pushes, can push you, it can mean that you actually just push back and you mm. don't then follow it naturally. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: I'm... You know, um, we love this uh, personality quiz called the four tendencies and it talks about how you motivate yourself and mm. so you two i know for certain are questioners so you have mm. to motivate yourself by knowing there's a good reason to motivate mm. yourself and then there's upholders who are motivated by external expectations so if someone mm. and is,
2: internal.
0: Uh, and oh sorry and internal motivation and then there's obligers who are only upheld by external expectations and then there's me which is the rebel which means if someone has an expectation of me I'm very likely to go the other way <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and so when I think about my childhood and, and growing up um under your roof like I think you know if you tried to go even mm. if you went really hard and supporting me as an actor really hard supporting me as a writer I can imagine me being like oh I don't want to do it anymore <laughs> Um, So, no. Thus
1: ended the oboe. (laughs) He
0: really wanted me to play the oboe, and I was like, this does not make it appealing to me at all.
1: (laughs) I refer to James's earlier comments on on what the musical thing was about rather than uh, the oboe. I don't care. Guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, No, oboe. Has to be oboe. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yes, I wanted to see you in the symphony orchestra. Yeah.
0: I wanted to ask you papa about what did it feel like to yeah you've recently finished up your mm-hmm. last job and mm-hmm. you've done your much more consistent writing had much mm-hmm. more time for art like mm-hmm. what was that transition like was there was there any guilt or shame or was there any internal critic stuff that came up or did it just feel liberating and incredible like what was that transition between finishing up your last work and oops, mm-hmm. sorry and moving on to mm-hmm. this more creative time of your life
1: I, I, I I'm embarrassed to admit at one level interesting that that I, would, I was dancing the first few days after I left my job mm. yeah okay I, I had, and it had changed I'd gone from an absolutely brilliant job new in Bucharest Romania mm. where setting up with young people and setting something up new which was what was creative all right? yeah. because it was land on the ground build this thing from scratch and just do it the, you know it wasn't real. so it was a fantastically creative business job mm. yeah um but that had to end. Thank you, COVID and a few other things. Um, and then I was doing something very boring again. Yeah. Well, b- not not so much boring. It was lots of busyness, but it was just I've done it before. Yeah. Sorry, I would emphasise the difference. The job isn't boring. There was lots to do. It was great, but yeah. I had done it before. and it was yeah. just, oh dear, mm-hmm. back here again. So actually walking away from that, it was naturally the next few days I was just... <laughs> <laughs> and then having time because I would think... Uh, Again, if I if we reflect on people at school who could do exams and they would sit down and do an exam in half an hour and everything's just pouring out head. I need time. I've always needed more time to write and create. I, the whole idea that there's time pressure on is bad and for me with creativity. So what it meant was, all of a sudden, I could say, right, I'm getting up, I'm having a coffee, and I will now have three hours Lovely. to write. Yeah, and, you know, go away. I can, you know, sometimes I want music to distract me, sometimes I want silence, whatever, but... But I all of a sudden had time, and I think particularly at the beginning I really needed the the time because I had to prise open some doors yeah. and and allow, and and I think partly to, really to be able to hear the, the voice of what's happening because it's I mean I don't know what other people's process is for writing poetry but okay I've got that topic, and you know I might do a flick and see the definition if I don't really understand you know well courageousness we all know what it is but then you want to do a little maybe a little yeah, bit of yeah. work or something or you think of. Shakespeare or something and you want to just quickly look something up but mm. so you might get some influence there but then it's really just to like okay what do I think and for me it was giving me time to literally put a word up there in the air and walk around it mm. just really think about this word and and some of these have got little you know we're talking split things so you know might be boiling anger or ferocious anger or something so it's not just a single thing yeah okay, okay well how does that differ what's that going to look like and then try and get those words down in a form and and I definitely think the time has helped me do I mean again, James, you were saying about pattern is musical, and that's exactly for me the poetry is so often about the way it appears on a page is i don't know twenty five percent of what it is it's mm. not just it's the words it it'll be it's all two words for the whole poem, so just two words, mm. little verses, or it's you know, everything will me will be balanced versus or something, you know, there'll be some pattern that I would mm. that I want to build into it as a discipline f- for me. And so that when you're reading this, you know, often I like, to, you know, will often use the top and the bottom so that you know that you've come
2: mm. to full circle Beautiful. dancing around the world mm. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. to use syllable patterns in mm. poetry. I find that it's a really good framework for me. Mm. I, I, I find it like people who do, you know, seven syllables then nine then two then eight mm. then five i find that i couldn't write like that it's yeah. too loose for me like i my brain needs a structure like it mm. needs a framework of some kind i really love how you you choose a word like i think that's such a mm. lovely thing to do and i used to roll a dice oh, and that yeah. would two i used to roll two dice and so it was a random it was a random number generator yeah between one and ten mm. and i just roll two and uh, the first one was how many lines and the second one was how many syllables per line. Yeah. And that just helped me so much to get mm. the, yeah, okay. just to have something for my, some constraint for my brain, mm. I think really mm. helped me a lot. Just to have mm. something to focus on. Mm. I think the, that idea of picking a word is, is so profound. Mm.
0: Yeah. I love that. Mm. I like that you're talking about how you needed the time and the, that, that move, moving yourself away from the structure of work gave mm. you the time to just do all this exploration and yep. to uncage something mm. that, yeah. Mm. needed uncaging Mm. could
1: could I just say I I remember because I had buried it at work for years when I first wrote a poem and I was sitting at my work desk in Sydney but I literally got up from because I just it just came to me and I just but I jumped up from the table because poetry was not revered in my household at all Mm. it was you know mocked and I think i don't know at school particularly my secondary school they always had deep motivations for poets for writing stuff Mm. you know i think he was trying to save the world war and i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. you know it was like he wrote a poem to me (laughs) um but but i jumped away because it was like what is that Mm. i've just written a poem right so to me it's a this benchmark of just freaking out yeah yeah um, was yeah. it
0: like a revulsion or confusion or no? A- no,
1: total confusion because mm. this was something we didn't do. Poetry yeah. is bad, or, or or you know, for it's, brainy people. And, yeah,
2: and- I, I remember in year seven, um, in my end of year English exam, there was a the creative writing piece, mm. and I wrote an epic poem for it, mm. and they just got like they were like five out of fifteen. It was supposed to be a prose. Yeah, just that's brutal. all they said. Like, yeah, but it's like what and then that was the last time i wrote a poem for yeah. 10 years yeah. or something you know yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like you i'd written poetry in primary school well like you with the mm. art and i would had got into competitions and won competitions for my poetry i loved it i mm. did all and then after that year seven i thought oh okay so apparently poetry is not something serious that you're allowed you don't have mm. to do it it's mm. not serious enough yeah. Yeah. it's not academic enough so mm. sorry
1: goodbye mm. amazing yeah and and you can see well when you look at teachers why they'd struggle with it because how do you evaluate poetry unless you're
2: yeah, seriously, young. Well, it young was young. the teacher yeah. who was inept, right? It was yeah, teacher that's exactly who could, exactly. yeah. They couldn't. They yeah. couldn't expand their mind enough. Yeah. To, yeah. So they just got, they kind of like, oh, yeah. this kid's causing me trouble. Five mm. out of 15. Mm. Whatever. Bye.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like I can't be bothered to wrap my, ra- my mind around something mm. innovative. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Interesting. <sighs> what would you, if you could go back and, and say something to a younger version of yourself, I don't know how young. Is there an age that you would feel drawn to if you had to go back and you could just give your gift to a younger version of Steve? That's...
1: Okay, well, my love language is touch. Okay, so my yeah, immediate yeah. response to that is I want to run back in time to seven or eight year old Steve, who'll be wearing orange because that's just his colour. <laughs> oh just give him a hug and go, "It's okay, buddy.
0: Yeah, you're orange doing really well. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wearing his little special shoes, and he's so cute. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but the, the but certainly the message because I mean one of the things is and it's completely out of fashion nowadays is but there was space for me to do model trains. Now the thing about mm-hmm. that is okay, it's. I mean, there's some really crazy people who go train spotting and whatever and whatever. But for me, it was because I had this room under the house where I could build mountains and scenery and you know it was the Sims. What is it? it was yeah, Sim yeah, World, the Sim City, but real life day. That. But you, and you could create something, yeah. But but so you know. The, Steve through all those young years, it's okay. Would be it's creating space. But just to have had space to do artwork mm. or to have anyone who had said anything positive about writing or
0: mm yeah, yeah just mm. a little bit it's amazing like we've had so many stories in this podcast of just mm. those you know one word sentences good or bad that just stay with you forever mm. like teachers mm. particularly yeah. mm. and you know to go back and just give to a younger version of yourself with mm. you, you know what you're actually really good at this yeah maybe mm. you should continue seeing what you could do that mm. could be so powerful mm. Mm.
2: yeah and also I was wondering if for any parents listening mm. is there anything you would say to them about helping their you know, raising a creative child. You've raised a wonderful creative child.
0: Mm. I'm pretty good. Yeah, well, the, well, yeah,
1: interesting. I immediately have a response, which is not to be afraid of your child being creative because it's, it doesn't mean they're going to f- run off and be, I don't know, an actor on and poor and broken somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Because creativity is needed in everything but accountancy. Um, no, but it's such a valuable, beautiful thing. Um, and how do you know? And and it's actually, I think it's time and effort to help um, your children actually be able to grow out and discover themselves in that. You know, it's not just about what the is produced. Yeah. it's about who, who they are and, and wow, how do I express myself? How do I connect with the world? If there's something
2: too arty farty
0: no, to right, say it like that. that. Yeah,
2: rather than being a tiger parent and being like, oh, okay, you're writing, okay, well, we're going to get you in four hours a week of artist yeah. practice and, you know of um mm. professional you know formal training or like mm. things like that
0: or mm. i love that and just before we started recording dad was talking about how his um poetry each morning mm. feels like journaling because mm. it's uh, and art, i think we forget how um beneficial art is for our souls mm. uh, souls and for understanding ourselves and for growing mm. as people we forget that art not only serves others but it just serves ourselves in such mm. big ways
1: mm. yeah absolutely yeah mm.
0: Mm-hmm. I forgot that we discussed earlier that you might want to read a poem. Would you read a poem? Well,
1: sure. It depends how much time you've got. No, I, I do, here's an interesting thing too. I, there's something in me, I try and keep it to my poetry, to writing to a four, one, a you know, I type, oh, type yeah. but one page a day, so it's not too long, mm. yeah? So sometimes I go over to, to two pages, mm. but there's still an interesting way to talking about restrictions because I, I think about that, I go still a hurdle for me to get over in writing that mm. there's something that says it's got to be short got to mm. be brief yeah or you're not going to be heard yeah that's yeah? like
0: i mean i think about that kind of thing all the time like it's like you're taking up too much space yes i i, yeah. I think stories yeah. like that all the time like you're already uh, trying to be a writer yeah. so you want and you want to take up more space with yeah. a really long book yeah 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 mm. interesting but if you're up for it, we have, i mean—we've got all the time in the world. This podcast could go for three, four hours if you yeah. want. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you have to break. Theory. I'm hungry. <laughs> we uh, invite you to take up space if you feel like it.
1: Yeah, well, that's interesting, isn't it? So, what would I read? What, what would your?
0: What emotion is coming up right now?
1: Yeah. Um, the one I like, which I did—I did look earlier, just in case you asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this. Oh, yeah. oh. I
0: wrote it and just then yeah. off
1: the top of my head yeah. no no but it's really it is really interesting for me to, to read because it's about sharing it mm. yeah now and getting to a place where I'm happy to share different pieces um, and not being so worried about how you respond because yeah. what, what do you think of it? it's what you think of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: that surrender. Yeah. I have mm. a mantra before mm. I share anything particularly vulnerable pieces it's just like I mm. love what I've created or I you know I know that this is a vulnerable piece of art and mm. now I let it into the world mm. and whatever happens to it happens to it because yep. like it's just not in my control anymore Yep, you receive it how you receive it mm. interesting
1: so let's have a quick look there's one about Mr. Puck
0: oh Puck yeah
1: um, Puck Let's try something different, though. You can. Okay. I'll show you, Mister. But there's defensive fear, which is t- titled Alice van Ottenbrein,
0: uh-huh.
1: which which is um, I just need to look up. It's Serbian for defensive because okay, the great. poem is about defensive fear. Great. So I often look in different languages to see, trying to see how they view it. So that's some cool. words obviously are quite close, and but it's just again, which now I wish you had ten languages because you just see different perspectives. Yeah, on that's really of, cool. Some of the words,
0: yeah. I love that. Okay
1: two or three takes of this. <laughs>
0: we can do as many takes as you want. Yeah.
1: All right, here we go. So it's Alice Van for <laughs> but Little understood how she lived in the shadows, hiding amongst the trees, dressing as Alice in her own wonderland. Subtle, understated, muted, turned down, although perhaps with a chill hand of autumn evenings and carrying a disdain as others' secret things. Smiling, speaking carefully always cutting. Certain certain, <laughs> certain specific events triggered her to divert the course of the stream, redirect conversations, prospective dangerous directions. Where's this idea going? Would have to stop and stop it she would. First a giggle or with a laugh, often a glance to the door or window For the tighter situation more is required. Stern looks were good, but now asserting words with a coercing persistence. What you ask if the protagonist persists? Then if fight is exhausted, flight must come. Excuses first, wrapped in incredulity. Then quick exits, exits stage left. On foot, in car or plane. Circumstances equal to need. Run, whatever you do, keep running. Do not turn and face this foe. The labels are clear, the history well proven. Run. Don't stop to consider your options. No, no, keep running. Head down, eyes closed. And aside, all this just to stop someone getting close? All this to stop someone getting in? All this must be a jokey comedy, surely unreal. Patterns of living, habits of life protecting the place of present, this instance, this place where we have arrived, breathing hard. In truth, no plan, no contrivance delivered us here. We are arrived covertly by happenstance. Yes, this story is true, this tale, and more than you might imagine, all to protect gentle bruised soul, pretending to be Alice, lost in her own wonderland. There we go. Thank Stumble you, in Papa. the middle. Can't
2: be a newsreader. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I read my audio book, the amount of stumbles. its, yeah, it's yeah. Well, they might, we, we can
2: edit it out. so They might not. They might be saying, what are you talking about? True. Or we, could, we, mm-hmm. def- we could leave it in though. Cause now we've got this. I like beer. it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Papa. I love that. That
2: was good fun. <laughs> yeah, was lovely.
0: Um, as we wrap up, you're not going to have your website ready by the time this airs, are you? I want to lead people to your art. Yeah. Soon.
1: Well, I need to just get it. Well, the website itself is built. I just need to get the posting done. Nice. Yeah, so, what will the URL be?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is your URL going to be? Do you know?
1: It's powernpenman Oh, nice. So beautiful.
0: yeah, Good.
2: we can always put it in later to the show. Yeah, notes. we can. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. Thank you, Papa. It's oh, such thanks, an honour to get to discuss this. I'm no, so this grateful to have a, a creative, you know, father. It's such a, a beautiful blessing. Yeah. thank you guys we will speak to you next week
2: see you next week